Lori here, and welcome to the Awakening Moments podcast. Grab a cup of tea and let's spend some time together. My co-host Rhonda and I are ordained ministers working together at Life Center Church. We are leaders, wives, moms, and longtime friends. In this podcast, we hope to share some meaningful moments from our lives, everything from lessons we've learned the hard way or how to rise up in the midst of obstacles and insecurities. We will encourage you to take risks and remind you that you are deeply loved and completely worthy. Let's awaken life's most amazing moments together. Hi, Laura. How you doing? Greatest podcasting day. It is. Yay. So exciting. It's been a while. It has it's been a while. It's been a little while. It's yeah. so exciting to be back. What's been going on? Anything new? Well, we are clipping it at church. I mean, yeah. I think it'd be really neat to talk about the life at one day, like just oh, one day goodness. in our lives. Because I think right? people may have a different view of what it looks like around here. Yeah. In a, in a yeah. day outside it's of a so Sunday. True. It's so true. I mean, I mean, every day is filled with both extremes right you've yeah. got the extreme joyful things that you're doing with people or seeing breakthroughs and then you've got you know kind of the devastating moments I mean just this week we've both kind of walked through one of those days where we started the day with you know this hilarious you know staff Christmas video that we're making just for just for joy and fun and laughing so fun you know laughing crying laughing so hard like so yeah. fun so fun you were the star it's gonna be so good and I look ridiculous oh, as I usual wait. it's so oh funny but yeah but you know right kind of into that into a leadership meeting like profound and training like really excellent training from Pastor Jason and like but then you know straight into a profound unbelievable time and powerful you know just moment in prayer and like closeness with God and just God's restoration like I mean wow like profound transformational yeah you know into literally the passing of one of the giants of the faith you know from our community here yeah all in one day all in one day <laughs> like that's one day you know being mm -hmm. called to the bedside of you know one of one of our loved beloved 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 members so I mean it's it's crazy you mm -hmm. know at the end of a day like that you just go wow like that yeah. that was a lot <laughs> it's a lot emotionally hey all those but, but even just the yeah like the back and forth of that right yeah like yeah. to walk all of those different and depths. differing mm -hmm. depths and emotions mm -hmm. and wow and the deep honor that comes with that too mm. Totally. But it is, it is quite something that you're right. You could have this yeah. like Christmas decorating one morning, right? Music is playing. We're getting the church ready. And then in the afternoon, you're counseling a couple through, you know, just giving some pastoral guidance to, you know, mm -hmm. marriage problems and yeah. children, like, you know, just having so many difficulty with yeah. their kids into administration and <laughs> listening to Christmas music to plan for the special that Sunday. It really has such a diversity to it, but it is quite, it's quite amazing. It is. And yeah. to be invited into those spaces oh, and those moments such an honor. in people's lives, it really is. It really is so, so beautiful. So, so beautiful. But it makes you realize, well, I know this, but it once again is that realization we have no idea what people are facing. You know, even when you're in a grocery store or on a Sunday morning when people are walking through the doors, everyone's smiling or maybe not smiling, but all the things that people are going through, like the, in our community, the depths and the highs, like the joys. And you have all that mixture together, all those tensions working together. And, uh, it is quite something just to be involved in all of those, those pieces. Yes. And, uh, anyway, yes. 
Yeah, it's so yeah. true. It's so true. But yeah, it is such a privilege. I think that, you know, on a day to day basis, you, you'd be surprised at kind of the variety mm-hmm. of things that we have to do every mm-hmm. single day. You know, yeah. it, there, there's such variety to yeah. what we do, but it really is an honor. It really is. It such is an, an honor. honor. And yeah. we do clean dishes around here, too. It's <laughs> And we Carrie, clean our house and, Carrie, and we sometimes clean a house here. And carry cases of water, eh? Yeah. Oh, well, cases you of water. Our cases of water every oh, week. Remember oh for months and months, months and months, every single week. I know. And I, I started to get like so agitated with water. And then I had to get God to do a track in my heart to be like, servant hood, you are going to carry that water because, yeah. but yeah, lots of lugging of water. <laughs> But we hope anyway. the church appreciates all the bottles. <laughs> of water. We, yeah, and then we moved to coolers. We're like, woohoo! We don't yeah, have to do waters yeah, anyway. Yeah, totally, yeah, totally. Funny, funny. Yeah, that's so good. That's so good. Well, we have actually just come back from a surprisingly incredible mm. experience. Do you? I think we should talk about that today. I think it would be amazing to talk about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Because again, I don't know for you, but for me, it was surprisingly impactful. I mean, we, you know, I, I knew that it was going to be good and I, I want, I, you know, submitted myself to, to the process, but, but I, I had no idea it was going to be as impactful as it was. And uh, I think it's still unfolding. And so mm-hmm. there's probably, you know, lots of in the, in the, in the months to come, lots of unf- unpacking and unfolding of that. But yeah, we went down to Ajax um, to Sanctus Church. They had a restoration prayer conference or more like a training, really, a restoration prayer training um, for deliverance ministry. And, um, you know, that's something that, you know, we've done here at the church kind of under the radar. You know, we have a team of, uh, of men and women who pray with people to believe for freedom. We call it the freedom team and it kind of exists under the radar. Um, but as we went down for this training, had the opportunity to actually participate in some deliverance ministry to just submit ourselves to their process, learn what they do, but also receive ministry. Yes. So, I mean, it was, it was pretty, pretty incredible. It was so incredible. A couple of years ago, I went through deliverance ministry here at church with one of our, one of our leadership teams for, for deliverance that oversee that. And it was amazing. I remember even like calling them and saying, I'd love to have some deliverance. I actually had trouble. It probably took me about a week to actually take that step because it's someone I knew that the, the two ladies that did walk me through the deliverance leaders I knew. Okay. And I was like, Oh, am I going to be embarrassed? You know, I want to be very open, but I felt pride holding me back. I really did. Yeah. Absolutely. And I was yeah. kind of like, Oh, I'm a pastor. What, you know, I don't know if that's like a safe place for me. And I just felt like God say like, how desperate do you want to be free inside. And it's because there were areas in my life I could sense I couldn't get breakthrough in. Like just in certain like emotions of just shame, things I'd gone through from, you know, I talked a lot about the cancer journey, but there were still things I was carrying. Shame is just how I was as a spouse and maybe how I felt I wasn't there for Jay and just all these different things in my life and having come out of business and some, just some of that feeling of I don't know, the pursuit of money and the pursuit of all these things, I just felt were still kind of, I was working through and I thought I would love to just unpack that a bit more, not just on my own. And uh, anyways, I met for deliverance and it really, it really did something profound. During the deliverance session with these two amazing leaders, 
I immediately just thought, you know what? I have nothing to lose. I'm letting everything go. I'm going to be totally honest. Wow. They were so amazing. Wow. And they even acknowledged, like, we understand that this probably is hard because you know us. <laughs> and you're a leader here. But we want to acknowledge that that is exactly how God has done it in the Bible. That we often don't want to confess because it's people we know where it's easy to confess to someone that doesn't know us right we pick up the phone we can confess something hang up but to actually confess somebody to somebody and have accountability that is the key it's true do you feel like that yes yes that's that's right on that's absolutely right on and even when we went through this process with sanctus church as i was speaking with the leaders there um i kind of said the same thing i said oh you know thank you so much for providing this this um uh, confidential space for some of our pastors to be able to go through, you know, some deliverance ministry. And, and, you know, she said to me straight up, she goes, Oh no, no. Uh, we actually would like to, for you to have one of your leaders in the session with you. We actually don't believe uh, confidentiality. Yes. But we, we believe it's profound for someone from your community to know for that confession to happen in community. That's the key. Mm-hmm. That is actually the key. Mm-hmm. It is the confess your sins so that you may be healed. It's the key. It has to happen in community and in relationship so that we can walk, like you're saying, that accountability part of our freedom. Absolutely. And I I don't think I've ever really understood that. And really, maybe I've never really practiced that outside of with Jay confessing different things. But very limited, very limited. So in that moment, I, I, I just let it all go. I was like, okay. She asked me lots of questions. I answered them all super truthfully. Wow. Bald through probably half of the interview. Wow. And if you don't, some of you don't know, I don't cry sadness through tears often. I feel sadness, but I don't express sadness through tears. I don't know if that's even, <laughs> I don't know if that's right or wrong, but totally. I yeah. feel it. I just yeah. don't express that way. And uh, I cried through half of the session just, and I could start to feel something lift off me. It was like a blanket of shame and just what I've been carrying of guilt and different things. So anyway, that was the first initial part. And then the second was the actual deliverance session where another leader was brought in and they did it together. And they kind of walked me through releasing forgiveness, releasing, you know, all this I've been holding on to, renouncing it, letting go of it, breaking the chains. And I didn't really feel anything over the top. There wasn't I kind of felt like myself. This was a couple years ago you're talking? This, yeah, it was about okay. two years ago, okay, a year yeah, and a yeah. half ago. Yeah. And so I did have a moment where I cried, yes. like one tear during a renouncing. And okay. I really, I felt that that was kind of. Right. Significant. Significant. Like, right. Like it actually just, a stream kept coming right. and I didn't even right. know why my eye was doing okay. that. Anyways, it was part of the deliverance. Interesting. It did something to me that I didn't even realize. It was so profound. And all of a sudden I just started noticing a freedom in the way I was to communicate with Jay about feelings, things that I was suppressing were just coming up. Then I did the Enneagram around the same, like not long after. And it was almost like God just started to release me of all these things I was putting on myself that were not of him. So to now have gone to Ajax, I almost felt, I almost said, uh, I've already done this. Right. <laughs> I did this a year and a half ago. Totally, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> I've cleaned up, you know, my no, house no. is clean. But yeah. I felt like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you didn't feel like you had tons more. No, but you were like, I remember you saying, you know what? If you just feel like even whatever, just mm-hmm. take it. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, like why? Why am I even discounting like, oh, I'm not that bad. <laughs> I don't need to go again. <laughs> you know? Totally, yeah. And it really did uh, something else, the exact same thing, like so significant, Laura. So, but I, I've talked enough already, but how about you? No, 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 no. I'll, sure. I'll finish up a little bit, but why yeah, don't you yeah, jump yeah. in there about yeah, yeah, your yeah, experience? Sure. Yeah. Well, 
so I, I would say similarly to you, um, I have done some pretty specific deliverance before, but back in my 20s, like I'd say like my mid to late 20s, um, the whole church kind of went through, again, a season where God was putting his finger on things and this had just become more in the forefront. Mm-hmm. And so um, I just remember Jason and I like literally going going through our entire house, getting rid of anything we felt wasn't from God. Um, I remember us, you know, taking stock of our entire lives, going back right from as early as childhood, just to remember any spaces where maybe we could have invited the enemy in Mm. and just given him room to have access to parts of our lives or ways of thinking or things we believed or whatever, Mm -hmm. and just started to systematically renounce and break those things. Um, And so... That also too, like you're describing, was an extremely profound season um, in our faith and in our walk. And then walking that out was very, very impactful and felt like incredible freedom come through Mm. through those seasons. Um, But since then, I haven't done like kind of a formal deliverance process. Of course, once I understood my authority in Christ, I believe that we can take authority on a continual basis, right? As things come up, but I hadn't submitted myself to kind of a formal deliverance process or just a freedom process in quite some time. And I, you know, as this opportunity came up, I realized that the last 10 years have had a number of very difficult and very painful just things that have gone on in my life. And I thought, you know what, there, there has got to be some residual effects from the stuff that we've had to walk through and the pain, you know, that we've had to kind of navigate through and, and God's been so faithful in the midst of it, but I just knew, like, I just knew, okay, there's gotta be something here. And similar feeling to you that, you know, I, I, there was a bit of comfort in going to people I didn't know. Right. And to being like, here's everything, (laughs) all of my dark thoughts, all, you know? Um, but again, as I walked through the process with the leader, uh, who runs the ministry down there, you know, even just talking with her about how they do it and the values within it, God already started to shift things in my heart and my mind and just help me to understand um, exactly what you're saying about the importance of confession and community and what that looks like and how to walk that out. And as we went down for this training, you know, I could hear that thread through everything that they said and this word hiddenness kept standing out to me over and over just how they talked about this word hiddenness and from a sinful place, you know, often we talk about hiddenness, how God, you know, pulls us into the cleft of the rock and, you know, protects us and covers us and all of that. But this hiddenness in our sin, this hiddenness in, and that's the very first thing that happened when sin entered the world, they hid. And so it is the very first, profound. it is the very first thing that we do too. When sin comes into our life, even in small ways, we hide, we, that's our first instinct. And so I just thought, okay, there's, God wants to do something really powerful here. So I was really, really looking forward to it. So I'll explain a little bit about what happened to me um, in in this specific, um, this specific time, uh, going down there. So when, um, what they do is a two part process, very similar to what you just described about what you did with our prayer team here. So the first part is, um, you fill out an inventory and, you know, just, 
take stock of your life and the inventory is not like it's it's just kind of a list right and Mm -hmm. so you just look through your life both in your in your history your family history or yourself Um, and then you check off all the things that you feel like apply different sins different you know generational things that have happened in your family different you know occultish things or whatever there's there's it's very long it's a very probably like 15 pages long or something it's a long document go through it and then you send that in and then um, the second part of the process is you walk through each part of your uh, inventory and pray through the the renouncing prayers so the confession and renouncing and so you literally confess each one of those ask God to forgive you and pray a renouncing prayer to kind of break the ties that you know, any of those particular sins or habits or, you know, have, have had in your life. So because they were in Ajax and, and we were here, um, and we weren't able to do that in person, uh, we did that process here, uh, with somebody. And so I walked through that process and even going through that, similarly to you, there was only one part that in it that actually I kind of felt this well up happen and I remember it was in the part that had to do with how I saw God Mm -hmm. and I was like okay there's something like I can see that there's something here and uh and and so it was beautiful there was nothing like earth shaking about it but it was I loved it I loved praying through it I really really believe with all of my heart that there's power in our words and there's power in confession so even as I did it uh, like there was so much faith in my heart that God was doing what he promises as I was faithful to make these confessions and to renounce these things. And I, I just believed that every single one was gone as I, as I confessed these things. But again, it wasn't overly emotional. It wasn't like, there was nothing crazy that happened. Um, it was just like faithful, like just God's faithfulness in that moment, just meeting me in that place. But I loved it. And I already felt you know, you just feel this like, yes. like, just like you can take a deeper breath or like just you've opened yourself up to yeah. God in a different way. And so then a couple of weeks later, um, we went down for the training and then we had the second part of the process, which um, at, at Sanctus Church, they call it the um, releasing prayer. And so you sit down with a team of about four or five people and um, they have actually taken time to pray for you ahead of time, not knowing your not knowing your name even or who you are or anything about you. They take time to seek the Lord and just ask God if uh, you know He has a word for you or has a correction for you or you know what whatever it is. And then they sit down with you and they basically you know share what what they've sensed that God has given them prophetically. Um, word of knowledge and um, it, through discernment. And then they ask you, they ask you about every single one. And so, um, so yeah, so that it was, it was pretty, pretty incredible. It was pretty incredible. So Is amazing. That- and I love even the prophetic right. I don't think people, well, not that they don't understand, but they don't even know who we, who we are. Like there's no background when they get our name. The prophetic team is literally probably given a name, maybe Male, female? I don't know. Yeah, I think that's all it is. I think it's female one, female two, female yeah, three. Not There's even a no, name. Nope, no name. Nope. They don't see your they don't see your inventory. They don't see anything. Yeah. So it's pretty it's pretty crazy. But you and I had 
like amazing experiences, but in different ways. And that's a cool part of God. Definitely the deliverance. I love that too. The, the renouncing, um, mine was a little bit of a combination just because of how it worked out with my session. But, um, as far as we renounced and released kind of at the same time. And then, uh, they read all the words at the end. And that to me was unbelievable. So during one of the releasing moments, um, it was, it was beautiful. Like even how they did it, just, there was about five people in the room and they just passed a piece, like a pad of paper. Well, they each had post-it notes and they would pass to the leader, anything that they were sensing. And the leader kind of took charge to kind of filter out what they were sensing. And it was just a beautiful way to watch all the giftings. I just so appreciated how they did that and the confidentiality. And then they just started to pray things over me. And there was a couple of things they just, they stayed on a little bit longer And they would say, like, close your eyes. Are you seeing anything? Are you feeling anything? And like you, most of them, like, I kind of went through. And there was one moment where I was just closing my eyes. And I saw, like, like a warrior, almost like Wonder Woman, kind of like a Wonder Woman type of character was me. (laughs) Awesome. I love it. I love it. But literally had a shield, had a sword. I could see like a war in front of me, a battle, and I was ready to go. And I was almost like, you know, when you're trying to move and something's caught in the door, it was kind of like something was just a little bit caught and I was tugging. And I literally felt almost like two scissors come and snip off like strings, like two strings from my back. And in this vision in my mind, I just started running, like freely running. And so that's all I got. And they just shared with me. They said, okay, have you seen it? They said, yeah, I just saw myself as a warrior. I was tied back by something that was just almost like I was just lightly tugged. I was tugging at it and I just felt a release. I literally felt the snipping of something that was holding me back. And they said, amazing. That's a release. We just bless that we moved. And then we moved on from there. But they stayed until they were just kind of sensed that it wasn't quite quite done and that I just so appreciate that because I probably would have moved on I just appreciate that they kind of guided me through waiting in that moment and then I think what impacted me the most of my session that and then at the end after the session was done is when they read like all the things that they felt during the session to speak over you and what the prophetic words were that were prayed over me a week prior right like you said female one them knowing nothing about us And it was literally about leading worship. It was about leading music in front of choirs. It was about being a warrior of raising up my sword and my shield. Like I was like, oh my goodness. And this is kind of like a cute, funny thing, but there's an amazing volunteer we have, Amanda, who prepares all of our staff birthdays, prays about it, does a theme for us every year for all the staff. And she comes as a volunteer, sets up our office, does something hand done personally oh, they're uh, it's unreal like it's so oh. incredibly over the top beautiful, beautiful. like yeah and personal. this yeah and this year her theme for me was wonder woman so interesting so interesting wow. and like to someone thinking like okay whatever but for me it was like no. god no but when you have those god moments and you're yeah. like oh that wasn't she actually was inspired to do that. Yeah. And, and during my deliverance, I had that picture right. and they had prayed a week before about a warrior. And so wow. I've taken that scripture and that's my scripture this year of like rising up with my sword wow. and going for it, like just wow. going. So that has really, it's done something internally, like a strength, like a, a courage, a bravery, like I'm with God's with me, like wow. the fearlessness. Anyway, wow. Wow. I just want to say that was extremely profound. 
And I, I just am so grateful for that. So wow. and how about for you, Laura? That's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah. So, so, um, the, what was interesting about it was that they, they had these kind of three categories of words that they, they did that for you too. Like these kind of yes. words that they yes. said. And so the first category of words had to do with like sexual sin or, you know, anything that they were sensing kind of in that realm. And so, you know, so they, they say, you know, does this mean anything to you? And then they, you know, say these words around like sexual immorality and some, some of these words. And I was like, well, no, that doesn't mean like, what? I'm not sure what you're asking me right now, you know? Yeah. So then, you know, they, they, you wait and they discern and I'm like, oh my goodness, like, is there any? And I'm like, Lord, like check my heart. Like, what is it? You know, I'm like, is God speaking to you? Is he showing you anything? You know? And so basically after they said, we just sensed that there was actually some, even f- like coming in from the outside, either temptation or an attack or coming either to you or someone you love, someone close to you. And I was like, oh, okay. So then we just prayed that. We prayed through that and prayed that off. And then um, the second category of words was um, also really interesting, like interesting words. And, and typically she said that these words usually are connected with each other, that they have some sort of a theme mm. and they kind of go together to kind of build this, this picture. Um, but my words were all very, very separate from each other. And again, it was a few weeks ago now, so I might not remember them all, but it was something like anger and greed and jealousy. And um, I, I there was maybe one or two more in there and they were kind of all very random, not really connected to each other. And, you know, basically they went through each one of them and they asked me like, do any of these words mean anything to you? You know, do you struggle with these things? Are they you know, are they, yeah, is God speaking to you about any of these things? So we went through each one and I was kind of like, not really, like I'm not an angry person or not easily given over to anger ever. It's just not how I express my emotions. It doesn't come out as anger. Um, greed, like no, you know, jealousy. No, like I don't, I don't really have a jealousy issue. I was laughing, giggling a little because we had just done a <laughs> podcast about jealousy yeah. a couple of yeah. weeks ago, but yeah. typically it's not a major, yeah. it's not a major, a major struggle. And I'm, I'm kind of like, okay, Lord. but I just literally said to them, listen, if you're sensing any of these things, or if the, like, if these are the things that you discerned, like, I don't want any thing any part in any of these things if they are a part in some way that I don't realize or you know I I let's let's just pray them off and so so we did that anyways and and walk through and then the last section of words were all very applicable they were like words like fear and shame and hiddenness was one of the words too and then um the word dread and the word terror and I was like oh, those are intense. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's like a really intense word. So, uh, I, you know, so I talked about each one, how I felt like each one applied. Um, obviously like those are general words too. And most people have some sort of connection with fear or shame or things like that. But regardless, I definitely had, you know, kind of a personal sense or feeling about them. And, and we, we prayed through each of those. And then when we got to dread though, that she said dread and she's like, that's a very strange word. Like we don't, I, she's like, I've done this for years and years and years and I don't see that word. You know, does that mean anything to you? And I said, well, I said that the, the weird thing about it is that I've actually said this out loud to people. I've described this before, but like when I wake up in the morning, the first feeling I have is dread. It's a sense of dread and it doesn't last as quick as it comes in. 
uh, it leaves, but it's literally like the first feeling as soon as the, my alarm goes off and I shut my alarm off, there's this, just this overwhelming sense of dread. And then it, and then it leaves. And then I don't think about it again. And I, I don't, you know, I don't dwell on it. And she's like, Oh, that is really weird. Okay. She's like, let's stay here for a minute. Like there's, there's something here. So, so she said, um, you know, and she said, what about terror? And I said, no. And she said, like, do any of your kids have night terrors? No, no. And she, I'm like, I don't like, I, I don't know. There's no real, I don't know. So she's like, okay, let's stay on dread for a little bit. And so we, we took him and she goes, I want you to ask God, like, you know, where, where dread came in, where did this, this, this sense or this feeling come in? So, um, so we took a minute and, uh, you know, I just closed my eyes and I just asked the Lord, you know, like, show me where, where did, where did dread come from or this sense of dread? And, uh, I think for a long time, I just thought it was because I was not a morning person. (laughs) (laughs) I literally just didn't want to get out of my bed or just literally that, you know, there's so So much much responsibility and so much to do in every day that it's like, oh my gosh. And then you just get up and the rest of my day, I'm very happy. Like I'm, I love my life. There's not any, like, I love being a mom. I love being like, I love everything about my life. So I don't really, I couldn't really identify why I had this, this feeling. But, um, so I asked the Lord as, as I was asking the Lord, like, where did this come in? And I I started to kind of think back and I asked the Lord, show me when did this start? And so I saw my childhood and it, I didn't really have it as a child. I, I saw kind of my teenage years. I was just thinking through it and I didn't really have it as a teenager either. I saw myself in my twenties and I didn't really have it or remember having it. And then God put this one picture, this one memory on, on my heart, but I didn't really know the connection. And the memory was of when Jason and I became lead pastors of Life Center. Mm. And the picture was uh, just the day that we were installed as lead pastors. And that day, I remember having this feeling of um, being extremely exposed and vulnerable and naked and kind of like coming out from underneath a covering of a pastoral leadership and being now part of the one who is the covering for others, but feeling very exposed, feeling a sense of even like spiritual nakedness. Like I was just out and I, and I, and I even explained that to people. I said that out loud that I had that feeling, um, that that's, you know, how it felt to be put in that position. And it did feel very vulnerable and it did feel very disillusioning. Like Mm -hmm. it was, it was, you know, I had to take that to the Lord a lot because it was just overwhelming. And, and then as I, so as I explained this to them, she, the, the lady said to me, wow, that sounds terrifying. And I was like, oh, okay, interesting. <laughs> yeah, I guess it kind of is, right? Wow. I never really, I never said that word specifically, but yeah, I guess that is kind of terrifying. So then she said, well, now I want you to ask God um, kind of what his truth is about that. And instantly, like instantly, I, I realized, I felt like God said, that's not true. Like that, that, that's not true. That's not what happened. You weren't naked and exposed. I've always been your covering. I've always been the covering. It's not, it was never your job. It was never your responsibility, but somehow in that moment, I put a yoke upon myself. Wow. That was not something that God had placed on me. It was a yoke I had taken on and I'd carried it as my own. And, and I just instantly felt that scripture 
my yoke is easy, my burden is light, because God is literally carrying it. I, I, but I put it on my shoulders. And I think I've literally for 12 years since that day, I think I've literally carried a false yoke, which is also why it's such a stressful job. <laughs> it's been such a stressful job because I think I've literally believed that somehow I, I don't know, I was the savior. I needed to be all to all. I was, you know, the protector of the church, the protector of the team, the protector of, and I, that was never mine to pick up. Never, ever, ever. Instantly, instantly, I, I felt like a completely different person. Lord, I, that is amazing. Instantly, like instantly. Now it wasn't emotional. It wasn't, there was nothing like, Nothing physically happened, but instantly God literally took a lie, replaced it with a truth, the truth of who he is. And I, I feel like a completely different person. It's so, so awesome. That is amazing. Yeah. Isn't that weird though? Dread? Yeah, dread. Dread is, it's a word you don't so hear. Like I, no. how often you're supposed to say, I'm dreading that. I, I don't often hear that word. No. I know I've heard it in that context, but yeah. it's so rare. Yeah. But dread, but even the fact that you've said it and they called that out, that's wild. I know. Wild. I know. I know. I know. Yeah. And so I literally felt like I oh, had made profound. a companion of dread and I picked up that <sighs> companion every day. I, I literally cozied up to it. I, I befriended and invited this companion of dread into my life. And I just thought that was my lot to bear. I, I just thought that this is what it feels like to lead. This is what it feels like to lead a church. And I just believed it yeah. with all my heart. And I, carried the weight, which was it. not meant to be yours to carry. Lori, that is, that is profound. <laughs> I think that's the awakening moment today. Is that yeah. not what just... are we carrying that we were never meant to carry? What are we picking up that we were never meant to pick up and relying on ourselves to do that God is meant to do and only do? Totally. totally. That's profound. Yeah. Yeah. So that was that that's kind of that's what life changing. It well, that, it is. That it's has been, been it's been it's been transformational. Do you so feel different? Like oh, so I, different in the past? I don't even feel like the same person. I honestly don't even feel like the same person. Like it's gone. It's absolutely gone. I don't even I, I don't even know how I thought like that. Now it, it really is one of those. You know, I, I once was blind, but now I see. Like it you, it really is one of those moments where I don't even know how I didn't see that. <laughs> I don't, I don't yeah. even know how I could have been so blind to it because now that I see it, I'm not, I'm not even worried it will come back. I, I could never go back. There's not even, there wouldn't even be like, it, it could never ever come back again because I, I can see now. And I actually yeah. feel in such a weird way, like the whole world just looks a little bit more clearer. I, I know Aww. that sounds so strange, but oh, I feel amazing. like everything is just a little bit more crisper. Yeah. Everything's a little more clearer. Everything is much more simple, much, much, much more simple. And yeah. the weight is off. Like the burden is off. There's no burden. There's no burden. Yeah. It's not a burden. It's literally a work of God's spirit. And that's it. There's no burden in that. Yeah. It's God's spirit that's doing whatever God's spirit wants to do through us. But there's no burden. 
there's no burden. So yeah. there's somewhere to place that. Yeah. Isn't it? Like yeah. when you realize we were not meant to carry that, that yeah. he actually is yeah. the only one that can handle the weight. Yes. Yes. Exactly. The only one like where yes, we, we th- exactly. but it's true. And I think that's exactly like us encouraging. I just want to encourage anyone listening. If you've never done some type of deliverance, please like you can privately message Lori and I, we have an amazing teams here or in your church, ask if there's an, if there's a deliverance team or find out if you can go somewhere to have that done. Um, just to go through that because really had you not taken that step to go through deliverance ministry and to put yourself yeah. out there really oh, yeah. to humble. And I mean, I'm not like, Oh yeah, look at us humbling ourselves, but really it to really say, no, First and foremost, I'm a child of God. No yeah. matter pastor, title, doesn't matter. I want to be free. I want, if there's anything, God created me a clean heart. If you see any, anything in me, lead me in the way of everlasting. Like, created me a clean heart. Get rid of everything. When we open up our, the books of our lives, our hearts, and God does something, those moments happen. But if we don't take those steps, if you didn't do deliverance ministry, would God have done it? Yes, he would have unveiled it, but... Eventually, eventually, maybe, maybe, maybe eventually, yeah. But, but in, no, no, for look sure. Look at the freedom that's come and the revolution. Yeah. Like, the, yeah. it's changed your way of thinking. Oh, everything. Oh, yeah. And in my own life too. Like, yeah. I've seen such a marked difference, and we're testimony of that. Yeah. To say, yeah. like, and I feel like, oh my goodness, I need that yeah. done. Yeah. I need the inventory done in my heart because mm-hmm. we just need to be free, mm-hmm. and we don't yeah. even always know what we need to be free from. It's true. Really? It's so true. Like, we really are such self deceivers. Like, we're yes. so good yes. at justifying. Yeah the things that we've done but you know what's really funny is after even right after we um we we came back like and because I literally instantly felt different and all of a sudden I started to think about everything differently and I thought about some of our past podcasts that we've done and I literally was like oh man I need to recant like half of what I've said because I don't even believe that anymore <laughs> like things like saying like I, I just remember you know we'd recently one of, one of our recent podcasts we talked about fear and how I said oh I love fear like fear is thrilling to me I'm like that is actually so sinful. I don't love fear. Fear is not from God. Perfect love casts out all fear. I, do, I don't have fear. We don't have to walk in fear. I literally like, ah, I can't believe all these things that I have just said and all these words and all of these companions that I've tried to uh, almost reframe or, or make work. You know what I mean? Yeah. Make work or how we... We, we pretend, ah, pretend's the wrong word, but when we, we think that it's humility when we have insecurity or we have inadequacy, no, like God's grace is more than sufficient where we were yes. never meant to know everything or yeah. to do everything or to like, it's, ah, so anyways, I'm, I'm literally like, oh dear. But you know what? That's life. That's and life that's and a journey. Learning. This is part of us just opening our lives that we're totally. on a journey to and yeah. new discovery and new yeah. revelations and yeah. Things I'd recant so too, I'm for so sure. Sorry. Some of them listen to some of them. They're like, what? I'm so, so sorry for all the horrible things and false things that I've said that I thought were okay or I thought were right, but they're not. They're absolutely yeah. not. And yeah, there's just, there is such a place of freedom that's available to us that we actually don't have to cozy up with the sinful patterns in our lives. One of the funny stories, though, was that, um, you know, when they brought up jealousy in my in my session and I was kind of like, I, it's not really I don't really have a root of jealousy. Like there's not I mean, yeah, I occasionally 
have a, you know, whatever, you know, just, oh, I wish I had that or blah, 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 whatever. Well, the next day we're driving in the car and, you know, I remember we had shared with each other, you know, some of those words and uh, we were driving in the car and someone said something in the car like, uh, I actually don't even remember what they said. And I said something to them like, oh, I wish I had that. And then I was like, all of a sudden I heard in my head jealousy and I was like, whoa. And I remember saying, you know, I remember saying to you, was that jealousy? And then like five minutes later, I did it again. Five minutes later, I said something like, oh, no fair. I want that. And I was like, oh my gosh, I, I do like, again, jealousy doesn't manifest in like, like, oh, Rhonda is so awesome. I wish I was as awesome as Rhonda, blah, blah. Like it doesn't manifest in like this very demonstrative loud way, but in these very, very subtle, discontented comments yeah. or ways, it does show up. And I, and I just literally <laughs> felt that again, like God just shifting saying, you don't have to make this a companion anymore. Yeah. You don't have to cozy up with this anymore. I have something better for you. I have my plan for you. That's not what my plan is for you. All of these things that I want or desire, and they don't feel bad. They're not wrong in and of themselves. But if they're not what God has for me, then I don't need them. Yes. <laughs> and yes. I don't need to want them. Yes. Like, so literally God is going through every single thing in my life and just just saying nope that's not for me that's not it's for me so that's not true. for me and I'm like oh my goodness and we're okay. feeling that we've been talking a lot about like how we're just feeling like in little things I'm like God's like nope yeah that's not that's not what I want you to do because it's here the it's guarding of the heart's not for me I know it's very similar because one of the ones they sat on was unforgiveness and I was like forgiveness okay and I'm just sitting there and I'm like what am I not forgiving like I I can't think in so many ways she sat for an uncomfortably long time like I was almost like no I think I'm okay and she's like no I think we need to sit here longer and I'm like oh my anyways I similar like just different things of unforgiveness that would not seem like a big deal but I recognize now like I unforgave I wasn't forgiving myself for things that I had felt like I failed in or failed people in that was not mine to carry once oh, wow. again and not mine to carry the guilt and the shame but also there was somebody in particular that kept coming up to my mind but I was like no I've totally forgiven them no and then it was like finally I had to say it out loud and anyways it was just an interesting yeah. journey to say these two like actually yeah. there's two but yeah. one in particular that just yeah. kept coming up yeah. and I felt like even in the past a little bit God has brought up memories different things different suppressed emotion um and I just feel like God's like you don't have to carry that that's not so freedom ministry and we're talking about deliverance it's not just your session no it's the ongoing awareness like yes. that session starts yes Yes. Starts a yeah, ball rolling. Like a catalyst. That's exactly. But it's not like one and done. No. Fix all. It really is. Now I'm feeling like there's a greater sensitivity, a greater awareness right. that when those emotions come up or even the negative side of it too, to be like, oh, once again, or you say something about that person or you're like the Holy Spirit's like, you don't need to be like that. You don't need to talk like that. You don't need to feel that way anymore. Once again, a companion. 
that unforgiveness or that bitterness or that offense yeah. is not a companion you need to bring anymore. Yes. You've justified it. You're right. But yeah. it's a ruthlessness that comes with it that you're yeah. like, no, I'm not letting that person in my house anymore. Yeah. It's done. Yeah. I remember you had a word uh, a, a few weeks ago now mm-hmm. for somebody um, and you talked about, you know, choose your companions well. And that word has stuck with me, that, that, that word that you had for them, but it stuck with me because I thought, okay, this is the thing. There's something to this, like choose your companions well. And I think we don't realize how often we choose companions that are actually not from God and are actually not from God's kingdom. Yes. And that's, that's a, that's a crazy thing to think about the effects of that, right? The effects of allowing those companions to walk through life with us. Cause that's what a companion oh, does. They literally exactly. walk through life with you. Right. And, and so you bring these false mindsets, you bring these filters through everything that you do. And, and if you're believing something that's false, that false filter is going to affect everything you see, which is again, probably why I feel like I'm seeing more clearly. Like it's almost literally like the physical world has brighter colors and has more clarity because there was a filter that was distorting my view of the world and how, what it meant for me and my call and what I was responsible for. And it's, it's such a, it's a really powerful, (laughs) powerful thing. So it is. And it's pretty like when you think about when God talks about the Bible, like that was from Proverbs, Proverbs all the way through talks about companionship of wisdom and all the different things that you can pull with you. But also when I think, even as you're talking, Laura, I think of like when Jesus was leaving, he said, I'm going to send the helper. He sent a companion. The Holy Spirit filled us, embodied us on a companion, but it shows in the spiritual realm Right. And I'm not trying to be, make people scared here, but we do live in a spiritual realm. Yes. It's way more real than the physical realm we see. Yes. It's actually, the physical is a manifestation of the spiritual. It actually is the first. It's true. Whatever comes from that spiritual realm manifests physically. Yeah. And so what are we allowing? We actually think about that, like unforgiveness, bitterness, and offense. It's an actual companion. Those are not of God. Yeah. And those are those are spiritual companions that are of the enemy yeah. Oh, yes. versus taking on yes. peace, wisdom, the yes. Holy Spirit. I'm just talking, I'm not saying that these are all like, but when we think in a, in a way like this no, no, is no. not just a kingdom. A, if we think of it like a, a kingdom, kingdom, right? exactly yeah. more visual and more tactile yeah. Yeah. that way yeah. versus just this, yeah. this thoughts like almost right. like um up in the air, like, Oh, I don't know how to describe, but this is actually concrete. Like yeah. we are actually pulling a companionship with us of jealousy, yeah. lust, yeah. Deception, yeah. whatever it may look like. Oh, idolatry. Yeah. Yes. You know, we yes. are actually pulling these with us. Hiddenness. I, I, like hiddenness. Hiddenness really is the big one. I think it's the big one in this, in this time and season, even for me. And I think God's continuing to bring revelation about that, which is so interesting because our, our heart conference 2020 is all about hide and seek. Oh it literally is so true. It literally like, and it's almost as though, well, it's not almost, it, it, it is it's so God, he, he's so sovereign, but he's literally preparing the way for us to come out of hiding. He's preparing the way. And 
the result is going to be transformational. And I know it. I mean, even as I prepare and spend time with the Lord, the sense in my spirit is just, I can barely, barely contain it. But he is going to take us out of hiddenness and he is going to bring us into a place of being known and being free. And, you know, it's, yeah, it's exciting. And we're going to be able to see in a way that we were never be able, we we couldn't see before. Yeah. And it's going to happen. It's going to happen. It is going to happen. It's it's a journey he's leading all of us on. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Whoa, eh? I so know. crazy, so crazy. Well, so that that's March, March sixth and seventh, twenty twenty. We're super, super, super excited about that. It's going to yeah. be amazing. Yeah, it's going to be amazing. Well, that was a great conversation today. It was. Wow. It was. Wow, and it's incredible to, you know, just get to be a part of that freedom journey in each other's lives. Be able to walk alongside, support, pray for each other, and. And also call each other higher. Absolutely. <laughs> not be okay. Yeah. With those companions that are not from God, call each other out, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And if I ever make an excuse for a companion that is not of God, call me out, friend. Yeah. Call me, me too. out. I don't want to make an excuse. <sighs> me too. I want good companions. I want I life-giving, fruitful companions. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I don't okay, need Laura. excuses of insecurity or excuses for my no. my pride or excuses for my... No absolutely not call mm-hmm. me right out mm-hmm. just ask me which kingdom's that one from <laughs> like there you okay. go okay <laughs> it's true it's so true good. so yeah. good well we want to remind you today that there's more in you and that you are worthy of love have a great day today bye thank you for listening to the awakening moments podcast today like or subscribe to our podcast and share it with your friends Follow us on Instagram at Lori Boucher and Rhonda.corto. May you be awakened to the moments that matter the most.